Good morning. Welcome to Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. And this this morning, early morning on Monday, it, our topic is 1 Peter 5 called Just Be You, or another title could be Shannon's Ambush. <laughs> yeah, Jane, Jane surprised me this one with this one. We just did our last one yesterday, and we usually do one a week, and she decided she wanted to do this one right away. So I was out here. This section that we're doing okay. is uh it's the end it's the last it's the last chapter of first peter um and as most of the letter books in the new testament it ends with uh final greetings sort of thing but it also talks specifically to the uh the elders and the young men within the churches the leaders and future leaders i think i yeah. would say and you know Something we said last night, or maybe it was you who said it on our our last podcast, was that something that really, I don't know, it should color the whole book, the f- whole letter of First Peter and probably Second Peter, is that why he's writing, because he knows persecution is coming, and that really made a difference to me when it it really makes a difference when you read what he's written, in that he is trying to equip these these believers to be ready but also to live out their faith no matter what comes and i don't know that made a big difference to me when well you mentioned it Mm -hmm. i thought it was good but can i say something yeah okay so it's early morning monday and i was out here and this is one of my favorite times of the day i come out early and drink my coffee and read my bible and when i can outside and write in my journal and it's just so beautiful. Then I had this great impulsive idea. Let's go wake up Shannon and let's do a podcast. So I really did ambush him. And I want to say in public, thank you to my husband for going along with my impulsivity. Since this isn't, sometimes my impulsive thoughts are not good and they probably could get us. Yeah, this one's a safe one. So this is a safe one. So let's. You're well, welcome. Yeah, thank right. you. You're so wonderful, and I love you. I want. To, I love you too. Yeah, Let's get I into did this. make him coffee. I do want to make a caveat here. Yeah. Um, in First Peter five here, uh, verse two. Yes. That's a very important verse to me because that's the one that God really led me to when I was thinking about whether or not to be a pastor. You want to tell us about it? Oh, well, you want to read that first one through three, and then tell us. All right, I'll read one through three here. Okay. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder, a witness of God's suffer- Christ's suffering, and one who will share in the glory that to be, who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, serving as overseers, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not greedy for money, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chiefs shepherd appears you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away what i mean here is when i was searching myself and searching the word and praying about whether or not it was time to go into full-time ministry um i came across this passage and i heard god intently speak to me are you willing mm. Are you willing to be a shepherd? And I underlined in my Bible, be a shepherd of God's flock, 
not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be. That's mm. it. That's what I underlined. So that is a, a special meaning to me, that little little piece of First Peter 5. And, um, it was definitely you know, God-inspired that he led me to this verse and, and these things. And I just distinctly heard God say, are you willing? Mm. That's all he asked for. It's funny. It's not that, I mean, that's not funny, but it's mm-hmm. interesting when God was doing that in you, there was like, I remember Mitzi, a, a, a wonderful lady and friend who was part of our congregation. She and I were like, or she said to me, well, when Shannon just finally figures out he's supposed to be our pastor. And I was just, and I too, I was just like, yeah, come on, say yes. And, but I, uh, I'm so thankful you didn't allow anyone to push you into that decision. I mean, it was obviously, it was totally your decision. The church wanted you, uh, cause you'd been preaching up here for six years prior to being their full-time pastor and you stuck to your guns and you waited and you knew God called you. Cause sometimes, you know, there, we get, we get well-meaning um, fellow Christians who want us to do certain things. And it looks like to them that obviously you should be doing this, but we need to hear from God. We should never rush into anything that others think we should do. I know I should listen to this myself. <laughs> I'm looking at the impulsive one sitting next to me saying, <laughs> but well, I mean, we should listen to God. We should take our time. And yeah, I know. Okay. Occasionally okay. we should. Well, you can, you can. I think this is, I think this passage is, is, Meaningful for all pastors, it should be. Yeah, I think so too. I just because he's calling us to be shepherds, and there is a special significance to that. That um, all pastors should take a look at why, and it, and it says not to uh, not lording it over those, and not for money, not to be greedy, um, and you should be eager to do it. It should not be something that's just a, a passing thing, but. When we look at what he's saying here, and he he uses the word shepherd, and that's an important thing for all of us, I think. And I think it's one of those those situations where um, we become kind of numb to the con- to the to that exact concept. What mm. it means, I think less people know what a shepherd is these days. Well, yeah, obviously. But you know, if we go back into biblical times, we'll see. David was a shepherd. You know, we see things like that where it happens all the time. And um, when we look at those things, you have to understand what a shepherd does, I think. And the shepherd um, is a protector. He, and he has only the, the, uh, the best in mind for... Uh, his his flock and he will sacrifice himself for his flock he's the Mm -hmm. defender of the flock Mm -hmm. Um, he's the one that takes them to you know uh, Psalm 23 he leads me beside Mm. the still waters Mm -hmm. all of those things are about a shepherd right and he's God is our shepherd and we are you know called to be shepherds as well and then when when Peter specifically when Peter says you are to be shepherds I want to go back to this um Oh, the part in John. This passage in John 21. Okay. When uh, Jesus appears to, to Simon again, to Peter, he says, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? And you know that I love you, Peter answers. 
He says, feed my lambs. And he says it three times. Mm. Take care of my sheep. Feed my, feed my lambs. Take care of my sheep. And feed my sheep. Mm. So there's a significance when yeah, Peter there says, be a shepherd. There is. I hadn't because thought about Jesus that. Because Jesus had said to him, feed my lambs. Yeah. So he, he, Jesus Take was drawing the, yeah, Jesus was drawing that, that uh, analogy right there. And Peter, when Peter, and then eventually gets, uh, goes through Pentecost and becomes a leader in the church and does what he does for him to ask others to be shepherds, I think is mm-hmm. important. And it is interesting too, though, in, in his former occupation, he was a fisherman. Mm-hmm. And so, but he, like you said, he knew what a shepherd did because shepherds were common and people had flocks everywhere. And, but I think it was probably a learning process for him. I guess it is for all of us, but. Yeah, I, I, that's an interesting analogy because Jesus told him, I'll make you fishers of men. But then after his death, he says, take care of my sheep. Yeah. And yeah, that's true. while the fishers of men is still something that goes on, he is also saying, you know, you need to be a shepherd. Which was a very humble occupation. Yes. Taking care of, of very vulnerable animals. So. And, and I think, you know, God never, when he calls us sheep, that's what his acknowledgement, he knows we are very vulnerable and yeah. frail. You know, we don't like to think of ourselves as frail and vulnerable. No, but, but we are. We are. And, and he never... And we are, you know, I, in my lifetime and all the different things I've done, the concept of a sheep is usually not so positive. Mm. Um, there's a lot of analogies uh, that are are done about the difference between a wolf and a sheep and a sheepdog and all those things and people want to be tough and all all that. But in a spiritual battle, we are sheep. Mm-hmm. In the spiritual warfare that's going on, you know, we don't we don't war against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and and the you know the unseen war that's going on around us. We are sheep, mm-hmm. and we need protection. Mm-hmm. And then as a, as an elder, as a leader, as a pastor, um, it's my responsibility to, um, do my best to prepare and to feed and to take care of the sheep. So. Mm-hmm. I want to do one verse before we go on. Okay. Uh, Psalm 103, know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Sheep of his pasture. Yeah. There we go. I like that. So you read through four. Four. So you can start with the young man part. Okay. And I'm going to read from the message just through seven, I think. And you who are younger must follow your leaders, but all of you leaders and followers alike are to be down to earth with each other, for God has had it with the proud, but takes delight in just plain people. So be content with who you are and don't put on airs. God's strong hand is on you. He'll promote you at the right time. Live carefree before God. He is most careful with you. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Would you read verse 7 in the NIV? Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Yes, and I, and I love how the message says, Live carefree before God. He is most careful with you. And the, I read that this morning and I thought, God is more careful with us than we are with our grandson, Weston. And it's interesting when he says careful, um, he is most careful with you. And then the NIV says, because he cares for you, yeah. he is full of care. Um, I don't know. It's it's interesting between those two verses. There's, they say basically the same thing, yes, but in very but different. different ways. Yes. yes. But I like the thought that he's careful. He's 
he's tender with us. He's he's protecting. You know, he is the great mm-hmm. shepherd. So, if I read through the same thing, I'm, I'm just going to read uh, five and six, which is okay. what you read basically. Uh, young man, in the same way, be submissive to those who are older to you. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, because God mm. opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. Mm. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up, cast all your anxiety on him. So he's talking to the church as a whole again and saying, he's not saying necessarily, when he when he talks about this, he's not saying that he is, you know, um, to be submissive to those who are older in a negative way. No. He's just saying, you know, follow those that are ahead of you. Follow mm-hmm. the leadership that you have. And, of course, all of this is caveated by a shepherd who is doing it right. Right, right. Oh, that, yeah. You know, that's that's obvious here. He's not telling you to blindly follow someone just because they're older than you. That's not true. There's a lot of times the shepherd's younger than the, than the flock. But as elders, we have a higher responsibility. As, as leaders, as pastors, you have a high responsibility because these people will look up to you. And they will look to you for guidance. And in the end, we need to be humble with each other. We need to be kind to each other. We need to make sure pride isn't part of this. Let me read this. This is a little comment about that from Mm -hmm. Eugene Peterson. He says, when we become leaders then, it is simply to lead people to God and to share his love with them. Mm -hmm. Humble people are confident people, for they know that God is the rock under their feet. Humble people are knowledgeable people, for they know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Humble people are strong people, for they do all things through Christ who strengthens them. Humble people are leaders, but it's the way they lead that distinguishes them. Instead of leading like a hard-driving cowboy prodding cattle, they lead like a gentle shepherd tending his sheep. Hmm. Interesting. I like that. I do, too. I do, too, because... You know, if people try, sometimes, and I've seen this in the Christian culture, sometimes we take on ideas from the world, like this is how to have success. This is how you do steps one, two, three, and four, and you'll get success in what you're doing. And sometimes we apply that kind of stuff to ministry, and it might get some results uh, temporarily, but that's not how Jesus works. No. It goes one by one and Yeah, I've seen I've seen it before where there's um, there are books about it, there are things like that. There are even things put out by um different leadership groups within the church about how you should do things. It's almost like a business plan. Yeah. We have business meetings but that's just that's just a stewardship meeting where we, we deal about deal with the, the things that need to be done in the church. But you cannot treat, you should not be treating your church as a business. No. Either as um, as a leader or as a follower, it should not be treated as a business because that's not what we're doing. You know, our business, in this case, happens to be followers of God. And that's, that's a completely different concept than the dividing conquer right. marketing concept within yeah. within the business world of, of today is especially here in the United States. So I think God, when God's saying, humble yourself, I love the, when you read it, read about how humble people are confident. Mm-hmm. 
because it's not about them. It doesn't have to be about them, and they know that it's not about them. So why would you not be confident? Yeah, it's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. Yeah. So we can just be calm and confident in the fact that this is what he wants us to do, and if we follow his way, everything else will be taken care of. Just the same way the sheep will walk wherever the shepherd takes them, knowing that the shepherd's in charge, and they're not. It, it just, you know, it just brings peace. Right. Just follow. You want to read 8 through 11? Okay. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Standing firm in the faith because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Mm. I, I like that. That in the end he just says am. Amen. Amen. Yeah. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Amen means it is finished. Yep. In the message he says he gets the last word. Yes, he does. Yeah. Yeah. And um So this is that be self controlled and alert. We've we've read that before in First Peter. This is a recurring theme with him. Right. We have to be alert. We have to be intentional about life. We can't just Mm -hmm. coast along blindly just doing whatever we feel like doing we need to make like we said in the la- the former the last podcast we have to be intentional about how we live every moment of our lives mm. you know we choose to follow jesus we choose to love each other we choose to love jesus we choose with everything we do and boy it just makes you more alive it makes i mean we're we choose what we're going to do well you know? And there's an intention that's that's meant to be here for the specific reason, again, Peter is speaking is, uh, with the concept that time is short mm-hmm. and the concept of persecution, that it's here. If it's not here yet, it's coming, and that others in the world are do- dealing with it. Well, we know that's going on right now. Yeah. There are others in the world that are uh, dealing with persecution right now. But he also t- he also, while he's saying that the time is short, as in be sober and alert he's also saying the time is short and we will be reunited with god yeah so in the end you know after you have suffered a little while christ will restore you and make you strong firm and steadfast so while he's warning about the concept of of persecution and suffering he's also saying remember this is just this is short-lived right and even if uh and maybe if we're in the midst of it, it's painful. It's of course I'm not. T- I have never been persecuted, so. Uh, but obviously it's painful and scary. But it, no matter how long it lasts, it's going to be short compared to being with Jesus. Uh oh, the bugs getting you. Yeah, flies are starting to bite a little bit. Okay, well no we're almost deal. done. Okay, I will read the last part. Okay. Twelve through fourteen, and this is him saying goodbye and all this, and I'm reading mm-hmm. from the message. I'm sending this brief letter to you by Silas, a most dependable brother. I have the highest regard for him. I've written as urgently and accurately as I know how. This is God's generous truth. Embrace it with both arms. The church in exile here with me, but not for a moment forgotten by God, wants to be remembered to you. Mark, who's like a son to me, says hello. Give holy hugs all around. Peace to you, to all who walk in Christ's way. I think it's funny that in verse 14... 
uh, Eugene Peterson translated this, give holy hugs all around, because I know in your version it says give holy a holy kiss, or what does it say? Uh, greet one another with a kiss of love. Yeah, so like in our culture, because this is, the message is in American English, in our culture, if we start kissing each other. It, it's, yeah, it's different. We, but it's, the concept is that we are to, we are to consider each other yeah, friends and family. Be affectionate. Yeah. Show affection, show your love to each other. Know that, you know, we're not forgotten no matter where you find you. You know, some of us, like, we're right out here in the middle on the reservation, and, you know, we're not going to make any big news, but God's doing some amazing work. And so wherever you find yourself, maybe nobody else knows about you and your church or you and your family and what you're doing, but God knows, and that's that's what matters. He sees you. He notices. And And in in, uh, NIV here it says, I have written to you briefly, encouraging you and testifying that this is the true grace of God. Stand fast in it. Amen. This is the true grace of God. God has never left us alone. We are not alone. He He cares about us in the low times and the high times. God cares about us all the time. And no matter what happens on earth, we should have expectations. Jesus said, you will have trouble in the world, but I have overcome the world. Amen. So, Amen. I don't know what we're going to do after First Peter. I don't know. Well, yeah, we'll guess, see. Yeah, we'll see. But we'll our see next God podcast, leads us in this, so. our next podcast, we'll we'll have a visitor. Sure. And hopefully, the next three, maybe. Yep. We'll have uh, we get to interview some people. Ooh, I love interviewing people. I know you do. And we'll talk about Jesus <laughs> and Jane spent her early time. Um, well, when she was in the military, she was a reporter. And she has developed a a taste for interviewing, yeah. which is why if you ever meet her personally, she'll know everything about you in a very short amount of time because that's how she leads conversations, which is very interesting. So. Well, and I, I guess because I'm not good at small talk. I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. And and so I like to I like to get to know people. What's important to them? What's what makes them tick, you know? And it's not because I'm nosy, but I guess I am nosy. Reporters have to be nosy. I guess. I don't know. I don't mean to be nosy, but I, I'm just very interested. But it's a, it's a very good way of doing it. People love you because you show interest in their lives. Okay, and, and if you're listening like that, to this and you don't love me and I'm irritating to you, I guess he wasn't talking about you because not everybody loves me. Everybody but Jesus loves does. Jane. <laughs> oh, uh, I love you. I love you too. And we love you too. God bless. Thanks for listening. Bye. Oops. Oops, we're still here. Ugh.